in this week's episode of the Jay Bright Show. My heart is still broken, and I'm singing the seventh inning blues. This will be the last week of this for a while. In the eyes of a ranger. But with every ending, there's a new beginning. It's hockey season. I've got some stars talk for you. A lamb lamb update. Man, that dude has been going through it. It's time for the Matt Castle era and Big D, and I've got the Halo 5 trailer for you. Don't touch that dial. Well, who's got a dial anymore? I mean, don't X out that app and join me for the Jay Bright Show. Hey, yo, listen up. It's time for the Jay Bright Show. I don't want to be you. I just want to be me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be cool. I just want to be me. Be me. You don't want to be cool. Be cool. So you just want to be me. Be. I don't want to be cool. I don't want to be cool. I don't want to be cool. Ah. Uh, Wayne is my favorite person to work with, though, because it's just all, all little Wayne. It's just too good. You got to give Wayne love. It's just too good. It's just too good. Can finish the song? Oh. I mean, can a finish? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Welcome back, my peeps, to another episode of the Jay Bright Show. It's been a horrible sports week for me. Well, besides UT whooping up on OU on Saturday, that was epic. But after that, it seemed none of my teams won. I went to the UNT homecoming game on Saturday, and holy crap, that was a horrible performance. UNT lost to FCS Portland State 66-7. It was so embarrassing that UNT fired head coach McCarney right after the game. He didn't even get out of the locker room. It was horrible. Then me and the fam went out to dinner at the wonderful LSA Burger on the Square in Denton and saw USA lose to Mexico. But it wasn't over yet. The Cowboys got whooped by the Patriots. USA lost again. And of course... The Rangers lost a 2-0 series lead to Toronto and now are out of the playoffs. It was a fun end to the season, but I'm sad to say that this will be the last time that I cut to this. (laughs) Is that Titanic? (laughs) Let's chat about those out of the playoffs, Texas Rangers. of a ranger the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you any wrong you do he's gonna see 
Texas, look behind you Cause that's where the Rangers gonna be The Rangers had a 2-0 lead coming back to Texas and the series seemed all but over. But somehow, the Rangers lost both games at home and went back to Toronto and lost in that game five. I mean, the Dutch oven looked so horrible in his start here. The Rangers did not look like the Power Rangers. They had me feeling like this. Although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural, you belong to me, I belong to you. Come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural, you belong to me, I belong to you. Girl, I'm here for you. All those times at night when you just hurt me and just ran off that other fellow? Baby, I knew about it. Just didn't care. <laughs> That's from the TV show Fresh Off the Boat. It's probably my favorite show right now. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. That show is hilarious. But back to these Rangers. Man, looks so bad. But that game five was probably the most epic game that I've ever seen it. It didn't go in our favor, so I choose to forget it. But just for the sake of the podcast and for those who might have missed it, let's relive Game 5 one last time. We haven't said it too often this year, Joe. The Blue Jays need some offense. We know from this season that this team is never out of it. Edwin crushes one! Deep left field! This game is in the top of the seventh inning, the game tied at two. And it's high, he missed with a fastball. And now, Rutnet Odor coming down the line, the ball getting away, but time had been called here. Such a goofy looking play. I'm not sure I've ever seen that happen. The ball's in play. And Odor is going to come in and score after the umpires have consulted. Troy Tulowitzki is absolutely living. We'll see what they say in New York. The umpires are huddling. Unfortunately, the crowd here now has littered the field. Not a good situation here. Well, Gibbon doesn't look very happy. And he's playing the game under protest. But now you have got a play for the agent. So here we go. Seventh inning. Texas has the 3-2 lead. Hamels pitch. Broken back ground ball weekly at the short. Taking a drop behind the bag by Elvis Andrews. Maybe the baseball god said to Russ, I'll give you one back. <laughs> Bounce to the right side. Pitch is up with him. He goes to second for one. He bounces the throw to Elvis and everybody's safe. Dolan's bunts it sharply to third. Delche plays it to third and it's dropped by the shortstop Andrews. The Rangers have made two errors in the entire series. Now they've made errors on three routine plays in a row. A little over to second base. Back for it goes Odor and he misjudged it. It's over his head. It's a fielder's choice for Donaldson, but he drives in the tying run. One and one on Jose. Fly ball deep left field. Yes, and there she goes. What a moment for Jose Bautista. Finally getting to the postseason. What better guy to step up in that situation? Sam Dyson and Edwin Encarnacion now having words. And- here come the bench. I think it's very fair to say emotions have taken over. <laughs> Do you think? A 20-year-old kid out of spring training. And here he is, the closer, in October. 
Roberto Osuna. 3-2 pitch on the way. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. The Rangers turned away. They leave two. Texas Rangers down to their final out. This is final out. The roof is going to blow off this place. The 3-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Just an incredible game. The intensity and the controversy. You're never going to see another game like this. Sam Dyson, the reliever who gave up that final home run to Bautista, was mad at Bautista for flipping his bat. But dude, don't be salty. That was a huge hit. He deserved to flip his bat. He deserved to do whatever he wanted to do at that point. I think Dyson was just mad he gave up that homer. You don't want to be mad? Then make a better pitch! But you know, it happens. And baseball would be a lot more exciting if players could actually show some emotion after hitting a home run. But, you know, I get why Dyson was mad. But don't be salty. Your season is over. If anyone should be mad, it should be that infield. That seventh inning was the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't know if it was the fans throwing their expensive delicious beers onto the field. Or if it was just the pressure of the moment, but all those guys sucked! Elvis started it off with that big error, then Moreland threw a terrible ball to Elvis and he dropped it at second, then Elvis dropped the ball at third, then freaking Rugi misjudged a blooper! I couldn't comprehend what I was watching. It got to the point where it was kind of comical after a while. But nothing is funny about being at home watching the rest of the postseason. But there's one silver lining. Hey, at least we're not Astros fans and have to live in Houston. Woo! Shots! Now that baseball is over, let's shift back into football mode. It's still early in the season, folks, and the Cowboys can turn this thing around. We need to trade places. What? Uh, new players. Oh, say change it up. Change it up. Scream it. Change it up! So if you've been keeping up with my articles, then you know that I wrote one recently about Matty Castle, the newest guy to try to get this offense going. Matty has a tough task, but he gets an extra week to prepare for it because of the bye this week. For me, it's the worst weekend in the NFL because I don't get my Cowboys on Sunday. But in the context of the season, it's much needed. Now go check out my article for the full analysis on whether Castle can succeed here in Big D. But Castle isn't the only change being made for the Giants game in two weeks. Leo Collins is getting a start at left guard. Uh, it's about damn time. It's about damn time. Thanks, LeBron. And Kristen Michael is going to start at running back. Still don't know why his mama named him that, but he is our running back. And if he can score some touchdowns, then I don't care what his name is. Also, Randy Gregory is in full pads and practicing again, and he'll be back for the Giants game. And Des Bryant has been spotted back on the practice field. Mama, there goes that man. Now, he's just been doing drills and whatnot, not in full contact, but he's hopeful for the Giants game as well. We could have all hands on deck. All hands on deck. Well, everyone besides Romo, but if you read this article, then I'll tell you why Castle is up for the challenge. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back with more of the Jay Bright Show. 
Now, before your scheduled commercial, here's your weekly trivia question. How many head coaches have the Dallas Cowboys ever had? In their entire history, how many coaches, head coaches, have the Dallas Cowboys ever had? Now, name them if you'd like and think about that, and the answer will be revealed later on in the show. He can speak fluent Spanish in English. He once won a game of tic-tac-toe with one move. On his iPhone, Siri asked him questions. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer unekis. Stay thirsty, my friends. to the Jay Bright Show. So I'm guessing you probably already heard that Lamb Lamb, Lamar Odom, was found this past week at a Las Vegas brothel, coked out and unconscious. It's not looking too good for Lamar right now. He's fighting for his life. Miss Chloe is by his side. There's a lot of stories going on within this story. It's hard to decipher what's true and what's not. So I'm going to wait till all the details are revealed before bringing you anything for sure. But let's take a trip down memory lane. For those of you that may not have known or forgot about who Lamar Odom was before the Kardashians. Lamar Odom started out as a Clipper. He was drafted fourth overall, but he made his name as a Laker winning back-to-back championships in 2009 and 2010, and winning the Sixth Man of the Year Award in 2011. Then everything just seemed to take a turn for the worst when my Dallas Mavericks acquired him in 2012. He was awful with us. And after he and Mark Cuban got into it in the locker room, he was cut from the team. Then he was traded to the Clippers, where he started his career, as I said before. And in 2013, he averaged a mere four points per game, six rebounds, and two assists. Odom then played for a European team for about a month, then came back to the States and was signed by the New York Knickerbockers. He didn't last that full season, and he was cut before the playoffs. And during all this time, he was publicly on television with the Kardashians and married to Chloe. Now he's not married to her, they got divorced, and that takes us to now. Lamb Lamb has spiraled down faster than an Oklahoma tornado. It's quite sad, but as a Mavs fan, he did my Mavs so dirty back in the day. I mean, post-championship, we were tricked into thinking we were getting the former sixth man of the year, and instead, we got a biscuit. He didn't even want to be on the court. He loafed on every play. I mean, everyone remembers Rondo from last season. Well, Lamb Lamb was the original Rondo. But let's not bash this man anymore. He's on life support. It's it's not looking good for him. I, I've heard conflicting reports. There's been some saying he had brain damage. He's It's not looking good for my man Lamb Lamb right now. But, you know, many others have had some things to say about this. So let's take to the internet to see what people have to say. First up, we have Scott Van Pelt from SportsCenter. 
SVP. He had a segment about him on SportsCenter. Take a listen to this. I have to remind myself there are people who think of Jerry Rice and Emmitt Smith as those guys who were on Dancing with the Stars. Not everybody views things through the prism of sports the way I do, and I presume you do as well, given that you're watching this show. I mean, those are the two best, two of the best, I should say, who ever played football, but if you frame things from the People magazine perspective, it's a different world. To that end, I saw a tweet from rapper Bun B that got to me. It was about Lamar Odom, who fights for his life in a Vegas hospital. His plight was described across entertainment-based shows this way, and I quote, Kardashian reality star in a coma, close quote. Now, I can't quote Bun B directly, but my feelings mirrored his. Kardashian reality star? No, 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 no. Lamar Odom, unlike those for whom fame is oxygen, whose fame comes in the absence of accomplishment, his fame was earned as sixth man of the year, as a multiple NBA champion, as the result of his significant role with the Los Angeles Lakers teams in being a beloved NBA teammate and peer. Everyone across the league, it seems, loves the man. To read the tweets from the star still in the league was to feel genuine anguish for a brother who has had an unspeakably difficult road and who has struggled mightily to find his footing post-NBA. Passed out in a brothel makes for a hell of a headline and I'm sure quite a juicy episode of TV, but stripped to the foundation, it's just incredibly sad. All of it. A man who's dealt with so much loss, unable to find his way, whose unfortunate reality becomes a plot line in alleged reality. I understand not everyone watches sports, but Kardashian reality star? His name is Lamar Odom, and we knew it long before he got married on a TV show that we don't watch. Woo! Take that, America! Yeah, that's SVP for you. So next clip, we have another P, Master P. He got his two cents in. Yeah, that Master P. Make him say, uh... Uh, na, 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 na. Yeah, that masterpiece. Apparently him and Lamar are friends, and he said that Kobe Bryant could have saved him. So check this out on what Master P had to say about this. I know you're close friends with Lamar. I want to, I'm sorry about everything that's going on right now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a sad situation, man. Yeah. Sad situation. You were close friends with him for, what, about 15 years? Long time. I was like a mentor to him, and, uh, just sad to see what's going on, man. You yeah. Know? Uh, the truth of the matter is, it's like so many phony and fake people out here now. And you go to show when something happens to you. Everybody is friend, everybody love me. But was that true? Yeah. I, I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? That's like my wife and her lawyer sitting by my bedside if something happened to me. Oh, okay. It ain't real. So you're talking about Chloe and, and Chris and... Well, I, I'm talking Thank about you. Kobe. I'm talking about all this man wanted to do was play basketball. Yeah. Kobe was his friend. Kobe like owned the team. Yeah. He could have got the man back on the team. Wow. He, that's all he wanted, you know. And even on that situation, I think he was just searching for love. And you look at it, his biggest problem was with the people at, that he showed love to, because he had a big heart. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's phony, man. That's so, a, so you you think Kobe visiting him in the hospital and the Kardashians visiting him is more for publicity? Uh, it looked like it. it looked you like know, it. I come from the streets. I keep it real. Yeah. You know, if you my friend, if you cared about me that much, why you didn't get him in the training camp? That's true. You know what I'm saying? And where these people at? You think the uh, his NBA friends, Kobe and the Kardashians, could have been you know helped him out a lot more they when you're struggling? Been there. You loved them. They should have been there. Y'all should have worked it out. I mean, Kobe, know the man was a hell of a player. That's that's what I know. 
he was a hell of a player. You can't take that away from him. I think he could have been at least the eighth man on the Lakers roster this year. Now that was Master P. TMZ Sports caught up with him outside the grocery store. He was still pushing the cart as the clip was going on. That's what you can hear the car alarm and stuff. But Master P with the strong words at Kobe Bryant and the Kardashians. Is it all for publicity? I don't know. Kardashians, it makes sense. They all about that publicity life. Or is it genuine? Do they really care about Lamar? I don't know. I don't know. Master P, he, he seems convinced. But the Mamba... Kobe Bryant fired back at P. He he didn't take this lightly. He fired back at P in this tweet, and I quote, When we feel the need to question the support of others in moments as critical as a life hanging in the balance, then we must question the kind of culture we have created that has led the U.S. to such insensitive suspicion. What the f*** does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> There's been a lot going on in this story, and I really hope Lamb Lamb is okay. I'd never wish harm on anyone. I mean, I'm salty about his play on the court while he was with the Mavs, but he is still only human. And I hope he can come back from this and get the help he needs. Hashtag pray for Lamar. Now let's take a break from all this sadness, and this next clip is for all my Halo heads out there. I've been a Halo fan ever since it first came out in 2001. Man, wait, holy crap, I was 10. <laughs> well, all my Halo fans, check out the Halo 5 trailer. It comes out on October 27th, and I can't wait. Check this out. From the beginning, Spartans were a weapon of last resort. We are the shield between humankind and danger. We were built for combat and raised for war. My target is clear. My mission justified. Spartans never die, but equipment can be retired. Spartans never die, and we never stop. My mission is warranted. Bring down a verified traitor. I've made my choice. My path is clear. Our gravest threat is believing in a hero. I believe in completing my mission at all costs. I believe in protecting humanity. I believe great threats require great sacrifice. I believe in taking down a traitor. Woo, that's good stuff. All right, once I play that game, I'll, I'll come with a full review of that game as well on my website, jbrightsports.com. So stay tuned for that. Well, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Games, games to, to Watch, watch this, this Weekend. weekend. 
No Cowboys, no Rangers, and the Mavs are still in preseason, so what is there to watch? Oh, pick me! Oh, I know! I know me! Me! It's stars time! <laughs> Why, yes, hockey fan, you're in luck. There's nothing else to watch, so hockey it is. <laughs> nah, but for real, let's get behind our stars this season. This season is gonna be special, I could feel it. I have a long history with the stars. In 1999, when they won the Stanley Cup, that was the first real championship I can really remember. I mean, the Cowboys won in 95, but I was four. Everything before seven is a little hazy to me. So that was the good old days, man, back with Mike Madano, Hatcher, Lettinen, Hole, Newendike, and hey, you can't forget about Eddie the Eagle. All the glory days. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore, but some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. So the stars are looking good so far. They're 3-1, and one, and they just beat Tampa Bay last night 5-3. to three. They play again on Saturday at 6 o'clock against Florida, at Florida. So check that out, man. Get behind these stars. They're going to do something this year. Also this weekend, you have Michigan State versus Michigan. The Battle of the Michigans. It's in Ann Arbor at 2.30 tomorrow on ESPN. Michigan State comes in at 6-0, number 7 in the country, and Michigan is 5-1, number 12 in the country. Michigan's coming in confident in this Big Ten battle, just pitching three shutouts in a row. Jim Harbaugh has these boys playing, so I think that Michigan's going to get the upset and move into the top 10 after the weekend. Well, that's all we have for today, folks. Thank you for rolling with me. Thanks for tuning in to the Jay Bright Show. Be on the lookout, jbrightsports.com. I'm going to have more articles this week. Not that many sports going on, but there's always something to write about. Uh, also, I am proud to announce that I recently got a gig with footballmatters.org, writing stories for them. So check that out. Check out footballmatters.org and be on the lookout for some of my new articles coming soon. All right. Thank you for rolling with Oh, wait. Before I forget, the trivia question. Okay. The answer to the trivia question this week is eight coaches. The Cowboys had eight coaches in total. Now, I'm going to try to name them. Let's see. I'm not even looking. I'm not looking right now. Let's see. I'm going to try to name them. Let's do, let's do it in order. All right. Number one, the first coach, of course, Tom Landry. Him and his hat. Okay. Number two, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy came after Tom. And then you've got... No, no, no. Barry Switzer came in after that. That's three. And then you got Chan Gailey. That was, that's the one. That was, that was weird. Then you got uh, Dave Campo after that. That's five. And then you've got uh, Bill Parcells after that. 
Uh, then Wade Phillips, and then Jason Garrett. Boom, that's eight. Uh, then the... Uh, the music ran out on me. That's cool. Okay, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> Thank you for rolling with me. Uh, next week, I'm going to have a whole new episode of the Jay Bright Show. So be on the lookout on the website, jbrightsports.com, and tell your friends about me. Thank you for rolling. Ah! The time has come for me to go. I've had so much fun entertaining y'all. Till the next time or maybe the next show, I'll see you when I see you. I holler. Tell your friends about me.